time, the whole thing was shadowing us, right behind us, right on the side of us. You, you, you could kind of see the thing moving through the woods. Uh, all I can remember is flipping the light on, and I see this creature, and I knew, I knew in my heart, I knew in my mind, and the whole night, this isn't a man. And then this thing walks across the road, takes a turn towards us, and then leaps over a guardrail. Went to look forward, and there was a big black thing. Squatch DTV, exploring the Bigfoot mystery each week with your hosts, veteran researcher, author, and TV personality, the Squatch Detective, Steve Culls, and from the Bigfoot Research Project of Kentucky, Chris Bennett. Sit back and buckle up as we bring you guests from around North America discussing the Bigfoot phenomena, but not without a few laughs, too. Here are your hosts, Steve and Chris. And good evening, cyberspace. Welcome to Squatch TV for today's date, December 18th, 2022. I'm your host, your guide, the Squatch Detective Steve Coles, along with my co-host, Mr. Chris Bennett. Hello, Chris. Steve, man, it's good to see you. And I was just looking at the calendar, man. You know, next week, next Sunday is going to be Christmas Day. No show. Are, are we going to do a show or are we going to no be off? No show. We're going to be off. Oh, you're going to let me have a day off. Thanks, man. Well, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, we'll do it. I don't know if we're even going to do a show New Year's Day. I think we will. Yeah. If it's, if it's, well, we'll, we'll talk about that, but yeah, Steve's a nice guy. He, he won't make you work on Christmas Eve like uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. That's right. That's <laughs> right, Cratchit. Do not leave, not a minute early. Yeah. I suppose That's you right. want tomorrow off. <laughs> the whole day. <laughs> the whole day. Just another excuse to rob a man's pocket. Uh, anyway, so welcome, one and all, and, uh, you know, I don't know if anybody's noticed, but we've been uh, playing a little bit with uh, YouTube Shorts, having a little fun with that. So we appreciate everybody swinging in by there and yeah. 
checking out some of our uh, parody videos we've been doing. Uh, it, it's actually, as we talked about it before, it's helping the algorithm a little bit. So uh, every little bit helps. And I uh, love the Yeti squatch, the the Yeti uh, vandalism, whatever backpacker thing. Or oh, the uh, raging Bigfoot. Raging Bigfoot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he was a he was a white Bigfoot, so I think he was a Yeti. <laughs> uh, yep. So that that will uh, that will definitely continue. We have one lined up for tomorrow morning as well for the shorts uh, lineup, oh. and uh, we shall see what what that one turns out. Um, and we have a few lined up. Uh, we haven't finished them yet, but we have a few videos we've targeted for uh, the future. Yeah. But uh, yeah. tonight, of course, we have Suzanne Farinchek from the back 80 Suzanne. down there. Hello, Suzanne. Hi, guys. Great to be back with you guys. This time in video, though. <laughs> That's right. It's video. And now, we, now everybody gets to see you. Great um, to have you. And uh, if time permits, we may actually try the call-in line tonight. That's uh, already queued up and ready to go. Um, so that yes. ought to be uh, a, a hoot nanny. <laughs> Call in uh, and put Suzanne on the, the the hot seat. Hot seat, yeah. And Put uh, her on the spot. <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. I'm okay with it. <laughs> and uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, we it's been, it's been, what, about four years since we've and boys, time flying like four years. It's I know. Wow, I didn't think it'd been that long. No, I know. I thought it was five years. It seems like a long time. Oh. But I guess yeah, it was four years because it was a 2018. 2018. It was yeah, it was it was years. before we went to the video yep. format here, um, which uh, took a while to grow, but it's been a lot of fun growing it and yeah. uh, a lot of great people. So let's do our usual chat rundown today. And uh, first in today was Paul Daglian, Uncle Bones 2, Don Fuller, Helton, a.k.a. Faster Man, Jay Fritz. And uh, we, we did a, we did a, a, a short Ali. Eyes in the Hoppin. Yep. Eyes in the Woods. I don't know if we, we've seen them here. Well, welcome. If it's your first time here, welcome, welcome. Mr. Lee 3PO is in the house. Lee 3PO. And, and uh, the tall ones, Brent, how are you? Arthur Watch is in the house as well. Arthur? Jen, Sandra Piper, Grasshopper, Grasshopper. Em and Chris, um, Brandy, Brandy, Bigfoot, New York, Todd, and that's not Todd standing. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> hey, Todd. Uh, how you doing? Going through the list. Up, oh, Charlie Wonton's in the house. We didn't hey, get a Charlie. chance to put Charlie's <laughs> video up tonight, but for the first of the year, Charlie Wonton's going to have a special address to you and me, Chris. Oh, so it'll, that's cool. It'll be it'll be fun. Uh, the uh, Central Florida Bigfoot Matt, how are you tonight? Yeah, High good. Five Chaser, I, that's a new one to me, I think yeah. too. Welcome. Uh, good to see you, Daniel Weeks in the house, Daniel. Chessboard, what's going on, Chessboard? Chessboard. Jeff Pine Island Research, how are you? Jeff Trefiletti yeah. also in the house. And uh, that that looks like, oh, and there's Joe from Western New York Bigfoot Investigation. Hey, Joe. Joe. So, and. Uh, yeah, if it's your first time here tonight, remember, you'll smash that thumbs up button. Come on, dude. You know, give us a. 
hit Give that sub like button. If you're not subscribed, you're going to be missing all the fun. <laughs> and um, like I say, our shorts are mo- mainly parodies. Our upload videos are mainly analysis or, you know, equipment reviews. And, of course, our weekly podcasts where we tend to get serious most of the night. Yeah. Um, you know. A little bit. A little bit. You know, uh it's always good you know you can go back and you can watch a video that's a serious analysis yeah. oh and can... uh did get a message from mick today uh mick yeah. unfortunately is being chauffeured around so he is in the car he's going to catch it up on, on oh. upload okay well. but but we want to throw a merry christmas out to yeah. mick as well merry christmas mick and merry christmas to all our folks that listen off of anchor fm spotify <laughs> iHeartRadio. Apple Podcast, all those, all that group over there, uh, Audible, uh, Amazon Music. Merry Christmas, guys! Happy holidays! Uh, whatever you. you celebrate, enjoy the season, enjoy your family, and uh, yeah. welcome to uh, probably the last show of the year. So now that we think about that, this will be the last show for 2022 because the earliest we're going to come back is January one, could be January eight, but. I think we're going to come back first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, next week is Christmas Day, and then the week after is the first day. It's the first day of the new year. Christmas, <laughs> Christmas time for toys. Anyway, I'm sorry. Had to do that. Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, um, so let's get to the business of the night. So we, you know, Suzanne is an incredibly credible witness. Um, I've met her a couple of times and, uh, you know, we had some fun last year at the uh, Sasquatch Triangle Conference out in Ohio. That was kind of fun. And uh, recently, recently you, uh, I I called you a copycat. Me? Yeah. You know why? Why? You you bought a Bronco. Oh, you have a Bronco? (laughs) Yeah, you stood next to it. <laughs> oh, you're right. I did. That's right. I followed you into the parking lot. That's right. That's right. I love it. I've had it for a week, and it's, yes. it's less than a week, and it's 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 great. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, pretty durable. So, um, just uh, if there's any recalls on it, take care of them because I had a couple of recalls that needed to be taken care of on it, and I definitely one of them definitely. Uh, now, what year was it? You get a 2022? It's a 2022, and there was a recall just before it got shipped from Detroit, so they just took care of it there, or something about the wheels. And yep. so it's it's all set now. Yep, yep, yep. Good deal. So I feel left out, like I should get me a Bronco or something. <laughs> you got that big H2. I'm looking forward to, like, for the first time ever, uh, camping inside the car where I'm going on an expedition in Tennessee uh, a couple days after Christmas. And it, this will be the first time that I'm not setting up a tent and taking it down in the rain and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to see how that goes. <laughs> nice. Well, it's got to nice. be more comfortable than sleeping on the ground. You know, it's got to be. Well, I've got a good cot. Uh, oh, so okay. Shelly yeah. Covington, Montana had recommended a good Coleman and that's worked out great. But I've just, it, it, I'm just real tired of putting away wet muddy tents. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, you know what I did to circumvent that? I actually decided to not put my tent in a bag anymore. 
And I, I just put the, you know, sometimes I'll put the uh, the fly in there, but the only thing that goes in the bag are the tent stakes and any of the little extras. The tent and the fly go into a tote. That way, mm -hmm. if they're wet, I someone just, oh. someone told me to do that. Yep. 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 And it's a lot easier picking up. You don't have to fight with the bag, and you're trying to get that. Well, and they never fit in the original bags anyway. I don't know. Once <laughs> like it comes out for the first time, there's no way you're getting That's it. Back it. In. I mean, I have to pull them out the first time. They never go back in. <laughs> you hear that, Coleman? Who the hell engineered that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you need like a, 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 a an engineering degree to get this thing folded properly and wrapped up to put it inside the, the storage container. Well, that's true. Bernie Ferencheck has an engineering degree, and he's the only one that can get it in the bag. <laughs> and, uh, and, of course, uh, make sure you say hello to Bernie for me and Chris. I will. Yeah. I will. I will. Um, Thank you. But uh, anyhow, so you, uh, a number of years ago now, wow, uh, I think it was uh, – it premiered i think it was four years ago when it premiered you did a documentary based upon your encounter called the back 80 and yeah we uh filmed it in 2016 and it came out it debuted at the ohio bigfoot conference in 2017 and then they did one more um version of it after that they fixed a few things and changed a few things but yeah it's 17 is pretty much yeah. it and uh it looks like mick snuck in <laughs> Just remind Suzanne to keep the hell away from any suspicious meatloaf. My ex-mom is a psychopath. That's the ongoing meatloaf gag we have here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, talks about his ex-mom's meatloaf as being probably the number one killer since malaria. Uh, anyway. Toxic meatloaf. And I've never had a bad meatloaf. I love meatloaf. Oh, I've had a bad meatloaf before. Oh, really? Bernie makes great meatloaf. I love meatloaf. I make a Can't pretty slimy meatloaf. So anyway, uh, why don't we talk about uh, a little bit about the back 80 and about your sighting you had. So I'll let you, I'm going to give you the floor, Suzanne. You're, you're getting used to talking in public. So there you go. And I'll help you along if you need any questions. And Chris definitely will ask you questions. Oh, well, thanks guys. It's, it, 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 I don't know. I guess maybe it's a little easier now that I've talked about this a few times, but um, I still get a little nervous. <laughs> Stuff like this, doing it with you guys. But I know you guys really well. So um, I was just like, yeah, for sure. I got to talk to you guys. But um, yeah, that, I mean, the whole thing started um, back in uh, 2000, towards the end of 2015, actually. Uh, and uh, Alan McGargle and Jesse Morgan we're looking for a new film project and somebody had suggested that they uh, do some filming or documentary or something, uh, maybe get some witnesses together about the, the flap, the Mohican flap of 2013 and 14 and uh, which actually kind of started in 2012. And uh, so um, Alan, I, I knew Alan and Jesse, I didn't know him super well because I was still really new into the whole Bigfoot uh, community and, really learning a lot and meeting a lot of people, but they said that, uh, you know, could they talk to me about my experience? And um, I just, I have to say, I guess I'm a little bit more calm down about it all now because it's been nine and a half years ago, but uh, I was still pretty worked up about it. And so uh, we always joke that um, 
you know, when Alan sent me the email, I sent him back a 10 page email <laughs> about everything that happened and, you know, what I thought about it and uh, what I was still asking questions about. And uh, so they, you know, we set things up and um, as it went along, it turned out that the whole uh, documentary kind of pivoted to be about my experience itself. So, you know, as nervous as I was to say yes to somebody filming, you know, everything about my personal experience and how it made me feel, um, I think in the long run, I was happy to help somebody else out that could possibly have gone through something similar where um, not only do you discover that these things are real, um, but that they are living in my backyard down the road and everybody else around me is seeing them. And um, that was that was pretty mind blowing at the time. Um, and I always say that I'm super grateful for people that um, were around me, uh, Mark Mazel and other investigators that really helped me to understand uh, what actually happened, what could happen. And um, I just did a crash course on learning as much as I possibly could in a very short period of time. So by the time they uh, started filming in 2016, I had had um, about three years under my belt. Um, and during that time, I had gone to my first Bigfoot conference. It was OBC in 2014. And that was pretty mind blowing. I was just like, wow, there's all these other people that like big butts. So um, that was really great. And um, again, you know, trying to weed out the good information from the bad um, and just surrounding myself with people that I trusted that could give me good information. And then just basically just sitting out there on our property for hours and hours and hours um, and just trying to learn firsthand, you know, what was going on. And, um, you know, from the sighting that started in, uh, May 14th, 2013, all the way through um, things even through early 2015, there was just a lot of activity, possible activity and some for sure activity going on on our property. So um, it really had me, uh, my head in 5,000 different directions trying to figure it all out. And then it everything calmed down uh, for several years, and uh, which was great because I enjoyed um you know, a chance to just breathe and really think about it. But then I would sit there and be like, okay, where'd it go? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the whole time having a recorder going. And um, and then fast forward to 2020, I started hearing um, possible activity around here again. And then last July, I recorded some howls. So um, I don't know if we're back in a cycle again where they're back or maybe they didn't leave. They just were quiet. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's in a nutshell. <laughs> It's kind of how it started and where it's at now. Very cool. And, um, you know, one thing I, I, I do appreciate is that, you know, you have this sighting and you didn't get Bigfoot on the brain like, like some people do. You actually saw something and logically went after the problem rather than, you know, being afraid of the problem or seeing Bigfoot behind every shadow in, in, in every picture you take. So I think that's awesome. And it's a credit to you. So, and again, the bravery of you coming forward and telling your story. I mean, yeah. uh, even though, you know, at first it was a documentary and you really don't see the folks in front of you, you got to know that, that the day that documentary was released, I'm sure you had a, a fair amount of butterflies in your stomach going around. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, that was I was remember sitting in the Loudonville Theater. That's where they first showed it, uh, right before OBC actually, uh, just for a private group. And I was just like, oh my god! <laughs> you know, first I'm like, what's with the bugs? You know, they opened the whole thing with these. You know, it was uh, actually um, the brood of uh, uh, what you call it, crickets or whatever. What are those things called again? Uh, they're not crickets. Uh, locusts. The locusts. The seventeen-year, you know, locusts yeah. that come up. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but I understood eventually why they did that. Or the um, cicadas. The cicadas. Whatever. Did the they come app. along? It was like brood X or something mm-hmm. like that. But anyway, um, well, I don't know. I just said that after that, um, that first day, um, when you know it was eight p.m. at night, but it wasn't dark. It didn't get dark until the, you know sometime in june um so it's still pretty light out uh so i was where i was parked and where it went over the road um in front of me um there was still light i could see it and so i just kept going back every night about that exact same time um and the best part about that uh was that i saw a deer jump the same exact spot <clears throat> at the same exact time of, of you know 8 p.m. straight up yeah. top of the hour and I was so thankful for that because then you know I was just like yes <laughs> you know what I saw was definitely not a deer so that was really great and I yeah, there was some other um you know it was turkey cross there and a uh rabbit and uh, you know other stuff so um that was just trying to figure it out and so it was it really wasn't. I mean, I, I didn't even, I had no idea that Bigfoots were in Ohio. Um, I mean, I'd seen the PGF um, when I was a kid. Uh, and that's fine. Maybe it's out in the Pacific Northwest. And I think I'd only seen Finding Bigfoot twice for about 10 minutes each time. And um, that wasn't really, you know, I, I didn't stick around and watch it very much. And I, I certainly didn't think it was anywhere in Ohio. Um, my sister-in-law that's why, you know, I always tell the story is she's the first one that made me think of it um, in 2012 when we were camping somewhere and she called everything squatchy. And I had no idea you know, what's squatchy. <laughs> what does that mean? You know, so um, she was the first person I called when I saw it. And I was just I was just laughing hysterically. I don't know why I was just giggling. Um, and she's like, what's wrong with you? You know, and I just like, I think I just saw a Bigfoot, you know, and so everybody was laughing at me about it. Um, but that's all I could. I mean, I, I just couldn't figure out what else it was, but it was just completely ridiculous to think that there were Bigfoots in Ohio until a couple of days <laughs> later. And, um, you know, I Googled it, um, you know, Ohio Bigfoots, and then bam, you know, all this stuff came up, um, including the BFRO.net. And um, <clears throat> I clicked down into um, Holmes County, Ohio, and then 11 months prior, there was another sighting a mile from where he had seen it. And there were, and here's, I got my map. So it's like, okay, I'm, I don't know if I can see this. No, probably not. Okay, I live here. Yeah. And then this is where the sighting was. The three cars, three independent cars crossed the road. Um, yeah, and they all saw it. And so it was just amazing that that actually happened. And it was, and we live in the middle of nowhere. And so <laughs> that really blew my mind. They, they don't make this framing very easy. I was trying no. to get your screen to go big, and it, it's for whatever reason, it's not putting well, it right. Well, I'd like to point out something that Suzanne did that I thought was really great and really scientific was to go back and return to the siding area about the same time. Now, I think that's really good. 
trying to have a re- repeat occurrence of that that you know because you never know i mean okay you know i, I do the same thing about on anniversaries i've had a sighting somewhere i'll go to that exact same area the exact same time everything hoping and praying to have another sighting you know now there but, are uh, a couple of good questions in chat by bigfoot new york todd but before i get to those uh I, I just want Suzanne. Just tell us one more time what you actually had seen that night. Sure. Um, I was uh, coming back from uh, the Buckeye Deli in Nashville, this little tiny town in Nashville, and I was on um, a back road, which is a very, you know, small, remote back road—the kind where you have to have like you know two cars. Uh, one has to pull over for the other one to get through, and it was a big canopy of trees. Um, they've since logged it, so it looks different now. I was just, uh, I actually, Bernie had asked me to um, come home from working in Cleveland half a week. And he said, um, you'll find a job around here. And I'm like, it made me a little nervous. But so this was just two weeks into it. And uh, it was just a warm day and it was beautiful. And I said, I'm just going to sit outside, make a big bonfire, enjoy this weather. And so I stopped on that road, uh, Township Road 211, and sat there for several minutes. And there were some horses that had come into an area where they're not normally and I was very close to the road and uh so I just sat there taking pictures of these horses and then I put my camera down and I went to look forward and I think I put my hand on the um you know on the gear shift I wasn't moving yet though but and then I saw this big black thing jump over the road it was like this and it was coming from left to right and there's this uh, kind of a hill on the left, and then there's a fence, and then it was it went over the road. I've I've said that it was in the road, but you know people interpret that that it landed in the road. It never landed in the road. It was just in the road in my vision in the road, and then went down the other side into this like ravine. And so I didn't see it start its motion. I didn't see it end its motion, but um, we had measured it was 240 feet ahead of me. And so, I mean, I could see it clearly, but I didn't see, all I saw was arms and I saw the legs coming around and I, I could see, it was kind of muscular, but there was, it was like shaggy and it was black. And I just, you know, I, I don't know, I couldn't figure, it wasn't a deer. I mean, that's the first thing I thought of because, you know, deer jump everywhere around here. Um, I've, you know, had several smashed cars, um, but there's, there, it just didn't seem, you know, I, I, that's why it was so ridiculous is why probably why I started laughing, you know, because I'm like, okay, I guess I just saw a Bigfoot, you know. <laughs> and that, and so, then you found out that people around your home have been having sightings as well. Right. Two days later, um, I found that uh, the BFRO um, report and then um, I sent a message, an email, and then the next morning Mark Maisel called me. And uh, I didn't know him at the time. He's just an investigator. And he said, "I'm uh, his exact words, I'll never forget. Um, he said, I'm not surprised to hear you contact us because there have been several sightings in your area in the past six months. And I'm just like, you're kidding me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I'm rushing around trying to go to a job interview, but I'm like, I'm not putting the phone down. <laughs> you know, and I'm just yeah. like, all right, you tell me what is going on. It was like, you know, are they aggressive? I mean, you know, what's... Sure. What, where do I start with this thing? And um, so he said, no, but you, you know, might want to, you know, they're curious. You might want to keep your window shades pulled. And, you know, to this day that 
the creepy hill, what I call the creepy hill on that one side of my house. <laughs> I still have the window shades pulled there, you know. Um, but that was just, it, it was just kind of mind blowing. And it wasn't until um, two weeks later, people have asked me, uh, when did you actually think it was real? Um, and I think, you know, for two weeks, I was still, and maybe that's why, you know, Chris, I kept going down that the road yeah. um, just to try to figure out, you know, what else could it be? I mean, could it right. be a deer yeah. that was jumping, you know, in some sort of shadow situation? Um, you know, it, it was a lot higher than any of the deer jump. Uh, but it wasn't until um, my brother-in-law and I were sitting out around our campfire. It was Memorial Day weekend, Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. So it was like two weeks after I'd seen it. Um, that we had an experience where my brother-in-law um, did a huge shriek without telling me he was going to do this. And then we got a huge like scream right back at us, really close by <laughs> and really loud. Oh. And so I was just, I mean, he, you know, my brother-in-law, I can't even do it, but you know, he's like, and we had been goofing off earlier in the day, during the daytime doing this, you know, look at YouTube, you know, all this stuff. I mean, you know, where do you start with this kind of stuff? We were joking around. So we were howling. But then it was like, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> what that, you know, what just happened there? And then um, my brother-in-law did another screech right after it, after I was looking at him. And I'm like, you know, asking him, you know, uh, and <laughs> that the thing that came by after that, the it was it was huge it was it was a huge screech then went into a deep howl and then it trailed off and it was louder than the first one i mean i'm not talking you know i've been on expeditions and people get really excited sometimes about like oh i think that's a howl i heard a howl way far off i'm talking like no this was like right there loud yeah. right close to us and well, you, you know you have a couple of audios that you have given us and one of them is a howling one and it's definitely very distinct. And that, I, I can't wait to play that one a little bit later. Um, but yeah, it didn't uh, sound like the same one. But yeah, no. that was I was glad that to catch that one on. <laughs> so anyway, let's get to uh, New York, uh, Bigfoot New York. Todd's questions uh, first. Uh, what attracted the? What do you think uh, attracted the creatures to your property during that time versus now? I'm glad you asked that question because, Chris, you had asked me that question back in 2018 if we had put um, food piles out back. Um, and I said no because you were trying to figure out, the, you know, ask me the same question. And I was just killing myself because I thought about this afterward, after we were done with the broadcast. Um, there was the hunter, the um, farmer down the road um, had been granted a nuisance permit for the deer in our area. Um, and so he killed 70 deer, he and his family. And then at, at all times of the season, you know, uh, summer, and he would just leave them lay, if that's the correct yeah. English on that. But so there had been a lot of, I mean, he basically <clears throat> took out a huge, you know, part of the population in this general area. Right. So I was wondering if maybe um, that's what brought him in was all the dead deer and all the killing of the deer. So, you know, obviously I don't know, That's interesting. Um, yeah. but then our, our hunters that we had that come every year had been coming since 1999. Um, they, they went for like four years, not seeing, not even seeing a deer. So I'm wondering, 
now, um, and I did some research for a presentation I did um, this past year, I talked to um, the ODN, ODNR and I said, you know, how many deer do you have in Ohio? And he said that they don't go by the state, they go by counties. Um, and he said, and Holmes County is in the top 10 where I live, Coshocton County is number one, which is right the first, you know, gosh, it's 10, 15 minutes south of me here. Um, and he said that we that Ohio is approaching a record number of deer um, since they've been taking records. And so we just have a lot of them. And, and part of it could be due to the fact that, you know, there's not as many people hunting because um, they really rely on the hunters. But we just have a lot of deer right now. So maybe it's just coming back around. We don't have, we don't, you know, bear are just starting to get into this area. Bobcats are just starting to, you know, really make their presence known. Um, we don't really have any cougars. So maybe the correlation that's... between the deer population and Bigfoot is an interesting one. Uh, you know, I know in Kentucky, the areas with a lot of deer have more sightings, Bigfoot sightings than the areas that don't have much deer. And I'm wondering if Ohio may be the same way. And, you know, nobody knows. We don't really know it for sure if they use deer as a food source. You know, if I was living out in the woods, I certainly would, you know, but but that's me. Uh, but yeah, I well, look, a, a couple of thoughts on that. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, just a quick uh, geography lesson. Coshocking County, for those who don't know, in Ohio is where Salt Fork State Park is. So, of course, that was done. Keating stomping grounds for many, many years and tales of the Ohio grassmen came out of Coshocton County and Salt Fork. So just to kind of put well, that geographically, you're close by. Salt Fork, that's Guernsey County is Salt Fork. Well, is it Guernsey? Guernsey? Yeah, Guernsey County. That's right. Well, well, Guernsey County is Salt Fork, but then just north of Guernsey County, like you go Holmes County, Coshocton County, Guernsey, Guernsey County. County. Yep. So they're all, you know, right. it's about 70 miles between. And in and, and Guernsey County, uh, where if I'm, my memory serves me, that Salt Fork is kind of in the northern part of that county. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then, and yeah, Don Keating, he was, that's where he, yep. you know, cut his teeth was Coshocton County. Yeah. Because I, I know we we did the the thing in Coshocton County, but it was like a quick drive over to to Salt Fork, which so mm -hmm. <coughs> Coshocton and Guernsey, and they, they're all very close together there. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, I, my other question I lost <laughs> in my head, but uh, uh, I think uh, Suzanne's got it. I think it, it yeah. may have been the the creature's presence might be explained by a high number of deer carcasses available in the area if they scavenge them for for food you know yeah. that would make sense it would yeah. yes, well, it would. one of the questions that mark mazel always taught me to ask is what changed what you know what's if there's bigfoot sightings what's changed and that was the one thing around here that's changed because we had you know lived there 13 years before and i had never heard knocks I, you know, nobody had ever talked about Bigfoots. I mean, I was a member, you know, officer of the Legion, officer of the Eagles. Um, you know, they'd all tell UFO stories, you know, but nobody had ever said anything about a Bigfoot. So, you know, oh. I don't know. I don't know. Now, have you were. talked to any of your neighbors or anything like that about this? It took me a long time to do that because I actually didn't want to screw up my research place <laughs> because I didn't want them you know, oh, let's screw with Suzanne and do some howl stuff. Or so. you, didn't, you didn't want them thinking, I think she's a little, you know. Well, then there's that too. <laughs> there's 
there's that too. But <laughs> since then, um, I yes, they all know about it now. Well, so. I think once once your neighbors find out that you're uh, doing some Bigfoot research, uh, some of the quiet ones will come over and say, "Hey, you know what? I'm I'm going to talk. I'm going to ask you about something. I had this. I saw this footprint over at so and so's farm." <laughs> they'll they'll start coming out of the woodwork. Well, I did get. Um, it was just this past summer. It uh, it took gosh twenty years, and uh, somebody came forward. A neighbor came forward mm-hmm. and told me about their experience. So, um, and then the other good thing too is that you know, one of the good things that, that the back eighty coming out did was to um, kind of get my name. Our our town Loudonville is only twenty nine hundred people. Uh, but everybody knows that I'm the Bigfoot lady now. So, um, <laughs> what's helpful? I, I suppose that's better than being the cat lady, right? Bigfoot lady, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, in between that and um, the event that we did this past year, the um, Bigfoot Base Camp at Pleasant Hill Lake Park, um, I've gotten some really good um, local uh, information, which is good. And and anybody that knows who lives in the country, um, it, it takes a while for people to come forward. Uh, they there's longstanding reputations to protect. Yeah. Uh, and I think it wasn't until we can get, you know, other people talking about it where they feel comfortable to come forward. Um, I finally started getting local reports, which is great, but it did take a long time. That's I think right. a lot of people, Suzanne, they just get, uh, get to the point to where, you know, after, when you first seen one of these things, and of course you're seeing something that's not supposed to exist. So I, I, I think a lot of people just have a problem in, with their mind. They'd say, no, it had to be something else. You know, it can't be that because that doesn't exist. And uh, so they'll just, just, you know, put it in the back of their head and never think about it again or try not to. Unless you're like me, it becomes obsessed with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's got to be something else, but what is it, you know? Yeah, you you can tell yourself, you can lie to yourself and say, well, it must have been a cow, must have been a deer, must have been a bear, but, you know, it was on two legs. Well, Sometimes bears can stand up and walk, you know. Yeah, but it had shoulders. You know, <laughs> you know as far as the deer are concerned, um, you know, there's been a lot of reports, including out of Ohio. You know, Ohio is where that whole deer liver thing started, I believe, where they noticed the deer livers were, were missing out of the, the, the deer. Um, and if you go back to the the... The old story that happened back in the early 90s, the siege at Honovi in Oklahoma, where they where the, the Humphrey farm was having incursions on their farm um, and raiding their deer lockers. And, you know, they were shooting at they could see the red eyes in the forest and they were shooting at them, but they mm-hmm. weren't leaving. They were sticking around and they couldn't understand why. And then it dawned on them that, you know, what a traditional gunshot meant was. Hey, they just dropped the deer. It's free dinner. Ah. And a lot, a lot of times they would drop a deer and they would go out and the deer would be gone. And they don't know where the heck didn't look like it was dragged off. It didn't run off. Mm-hmm. They saw it go down and they get down out of their stands and they start going over to the area and making their way and it's gone. So very interesting stuff. So yeah, I, I do believe that deer is a food source as well, which could be the reason why they follow and I believe that they, that there is a symbiont kind of relationship between coyotes and Sasquatch because coyotes will go after the deer as well in packs. Mm. And, you know, how many times have we had vocalizations near coyotes? Right. So 
you know, where we, we hear something and then all of a sudden a bunch of coyotes. <laughs> yeah. And that happened to me in Land Between the Lakes. That, we, yeah, that LBL one, yeah. Yeah, we, I heard, you know, we hear this incredible howl and then all of a sudden in another direction, you know, howls over here and then all of a sudden over there we start hearing all these coyotes yipping. So... Yeah, that's what happened in July. It was yep. it was the howls and then the coyotes and then back to the howls again. <clears throat> here. So I'm going to... Um, I'm going to have you uh, uh, set the audios up with a little description. So the first one, we're going to play the footfall one, I believe. Um, and uh, my question is, can you set that one up for us? Let us know what we're, we're listening to, how that happened, when it happened, all that fun stuff. Sure. Um, that was recorded uh, in September of 2014. And uh, everybody had been... Um, since I'd been saying that I've been hearing a lot of knocks and um, tree pushes and, of course, the, the two howls that I heard with my brother-in-law, um, they said, you've got to get a recorder. You've got to get a recorder. And um, so I finally did. Um, and so this was the second night that I had the recorder out. Um, I just put it by the uh, – it was like this pile of wood back by our campfire area. And um, – I listened to the first time, you know, I brought it in. I listened to every single minute of it. It was so interesting because I always kind of prided, you know, myself on knowing all the sounds that, you know, in the area because it was so quiet. Um, but, you know, when you hear it on a recorder, it, it's a little different. But the second night I did the same thing and, you know, went out and got it in the morning and listened to the whole thing back again. And then I heard these what sounded like heavy footfalls approaching the recorder. And uh, so then I just, I brought it up to, um, you know, my family up in Cleveland and I put all the you know headphones on them. I'm like, yeah, okay, listen to this. What do you think about that? And um, I don't know, you could just, you could listen to it, uh, see what you think of it. Um, and then I'll tell you what happened a month after that, when I heard the same footfalls approaching me from the behind on the porch. <laughs> yeah, let's take, a, let's take a listen to this guys. And yes, they are definitely heavy, heavy footfalls. Um, you know, in my own opinion, you know, I, I've heard plenty of deer in the forest and other stuff that's tromping around. This is a little bit different. So take a listen. interesting um i like it i threw that one at monagahila um <clears throat> last year and uh, i said you know can you tell me anything about this and he just said i can confirm that it's bipedal you know of course there's no other way to know you can't yeah. say it's a big fight bite um, now i i almost hear um like something went in that or like a sniff i don't know if you've caught that one i think it i think it i i think it approached the recorder and i think it did take a, kind of a sniff at it like you know what well, is let's, that well let's, let's listen to it again yeah
Yeah, it was like a, just a quick. It kind of like it, it stopped a couple times when yep. the recording was going there. But um, if you listen to it straight, straight through like that, yeah, it was just kind of like there's a pause. Like after it arrives, like it stops. And then, you know, yeah, it, it seems like it could be a sniff or something. And then it walks away kind of faster than it approached. Or maybe even just, a, you know, an exhale, a heavy exhale. Um, yeah, like, oh, it's not a Zagnut bar. <laughs> Damn. Um. I, uh, I, I noticed the dog is in the background going kind of nuts. Yeah. Yeah. There are dogs, yeah. Dogs up on the hill. It was, uh, yeah, I could tell there was nights when it was, uh, a little bit more active. The dogs would definitely be going. Some of those footfalls were very heavy. Mm-hmm. Really, yep. really good. Ka- Kaiju, Kaiju Ninja picked that up too. Sniffs yep. on the 25 second mark. Yep. Yep. So I don't know. That was, um, you know, it was just another interesting thing. Um, and there's our next question. Yeah, no, I haven't heard any speech at all. Yeah, and that, that again, was in nine and a half years. <clears throat> I only, I, I, and you know, recording for twenty thousand hours out here live. Um, yeah. that's I've only gotten two sound clips. I've got that one in the house that I got. So. Uh, and you know what that's telling me. What? That whatever you're putting forth, you believe is authentic, and uh, it's been vetted. Um, you know, so many people would, you know, how how many of those Facebookers we see, they're they're putting every, you know, every time they go out or they put the recorder out, they get something, and we know that's, you know. No, I mean, um, I I'm out here twice. I I pull late night hours here more than I should, um, and. Uh, yeah, I, I, the reason why I said 20,000 hours it was start at the pandemic. I was <clears throat> adding it up um, how many hours that I thought I spent outside. And uh, actually, so last year it was 20,560. So, and I didn't even count this year yet, but I have a clubhouse now. So I don't spend as much time out in the winter as I used to. But um, yeah, I mean, it's frustrating because I'm just like, wow, I've got nothing. I mean, every now and then I would hear some knocks. I mean, I've got a lot of good knocks. I've got a lot of great owls, um, a lot of good coyotes, uh, you know, fisher, you know, a lot of good stuff. But, you know, I, I really like that one. I like the footfalls. Uh, you could tell it's something heavy. It's bipedal. Uh, you know, it's definitely, you know, a, a turkey can can fool you. I mean, I, I've been fooled by turkey one time. Uh, I was sitting out in the woods for hours, and I heard ch, 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 walking around. But the the it was just the leaves rustle, you know, bipedal foot movement in the leaves, and it was a turkey. You know, I I, I thought it steers the world when I turn around and look behind this tree. There's going to be a bigfoot standing there, but uh, you know, it did not. Yeah, it didn't have the thump. Thump, you know, right? right. Uh, and like a deer is like, right? You know, I mean, right. there's plenty of deer around here. So. But I really, I, I like poor, that. Where Chris thought he was seeing a Bigfoot. <laughs> well, I that's the thing. I almost uh, a month later nope. is when I um I heard the same heavy footfalls approaching me yeah. on the porch, and this is what this was. You know, you'll see that in the back eighty. This was the part that really messed me up completely. Um, is it was about 11 o'clock at night and I'm just sitting there, you know, on the porch with the computer. And I heard those same heavy footfalls coming up behind me, like the bat, the, the, the hill, the creepy hill. And I call it creepy hill. It was like back this way. Mm-hmm. And it was a straight line 
along the house. And then they had like this lattice thing that was right here. And I heard those same heavy footfalls approaching me one at a time, right. just like that. And then it was breathing heavily. It was going, Ugh. Ugh. I mean, it was just, it was terrible. <laughs> it was just, it was really, really terrible. And it was right there over my right shoulder. Like if that's, you know, where I was seated, that's where it was like its mouth was. Yeah. And so I just picked up the computer and I moved into the house and I didn't come out for two days. And for two weeks, I told Bernie that we had to sell the house and the dream is <laughs> ready to move. Yep. Out. <laughs> Wife is not happy. <laughs> this yep. sucks. I mean, it used to be kind of fun. It was exciting. It was a rush, you know, all the stuff that had been going on. But then I thought, you know, there's no way I can live here with that. Yeah. When we lived at the old house at uh, Seymour, honey, I had the activity right behind the house. And I lit that backyard up. You could have played a football game back there at night. You know, I made sure to keep the lights on. (laughs) So let me me ask a couple of questions on, on the whole thing. So you're on the computer. Um. Do you recall what you were doing? Were you typing something? Were you reading something? Were you listening to something? I don't know what I was looking at. I was looking up something. Probably <laughs> so, Bigfoot related. <laughs> but, you, but you were you were being very quiet, I take it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I still so, didn't have a... Well, no, I guess I did have a job at that point. I did get another job. That was a whole year later. So I don't know. I was just screwing around. I mean, I like to sit out, you know, and at that point, I just, you know, stayed on the porch, had my amenities plugged in and... So did the noise end or you just got up and left in the, in the middle of it? No, when it was like right there over my shoulder yeah. breathing, I was like, I had to get the hell out of here. Sure. I, I didn't know what to do. And somebody had said, he's like, you know, they're like, well, why didn't you turn around and look at it? And I'm just like, no. I mean, I knew exactly what it was. I, I had no doubt in my mind what was standing right there. There's, there's no way that a deer would be, we measured it. It was over seven feet in the air where that, where it was breathing from. There's no way. There's no way that that was a deer. I don't know what the hell that was. I mean, it was a Bigfoot. That's what it was. <laughs> it's just, you know, I, there was nobody creeping around. We didn't have people creeping around our house or anything like that. Um, so that was just, I don't know. I, and I could still to this day, I don't understand why it did that. You know, yeah. I did, well, why? That's, that's, that's I, 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 have a, I have a good, I have a good reason that, that what, what goes on a lot of times, like, uh, I myself, I think it was 2010, had recorded some footfalls followed by a. Uh, um, in my recorder, it was left in our base camp, but we had left the base camp to walk down the road. So what I think happens is, and and part of that is perhaps why they throw rocks sometimes. Like if you're sitting in a campsite and you're being quiet and a rock lands, it's seeing if there's a reaction. It's looking to see if you're there. So it was probably <clears throat> curiosity getting the best of it, saying, let me just take a walk over here. I don't hear anything. I don't sense any, you know, let me take a walk over there. And, of course, the lattice keeps you hidden. It may be coming from a different angle. It didn't, it didn't necessarily see you. And that's why a lot of these sightings happen is just happenstance and mistakes and whoops. The, um, the lattice, it was, it was, there was nothing growing on it, though, so it would have seen it. Yeah. It, now, now it could have maybe been curious about my computer screen. That's it. Um, yeah, it could yeah, be. Uh, that, could. That, that, that screen, you know, when you're changing the screen and stuff and it's flashing, doing things. 
that might have drawn its attention. Maybe it I don't have. know. Don't know. I mean, now, a lot of times I did have to say. I mean, it was just I. It's like I would get the feeling, and this is only me putting my own personal stuff on. It's like, oh, let's see what she does when we do this, you know. And big tree would go down or something, or or like I'd get a big huge knock, you know. And, and I'm like, and I would react. I'd be like, wow, that's a good one, you know. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, I, maybe it's just they maybe they wanted to see what I was gonna do. I I don't know. I I couple, I couple just more don't know. great questions in chat. And uh, for this one comes from uh, Kaiju Ninja 1985. Have you ever had rocks thrown at the house or the house being slapped? Yeah, three times. And I can't say that it was a Bigfoot that did this. And I actually might have debunked, um, might have debunked it this past year. But um, there was one night when I was, it was around that same time too. Uh, we had the living room. I was a uh, couch by the window, which was closest to the creepy hill, which is now we've moved the dining room over there now. So the living room's in the other part of the house. Um, and um, something smacked the house really hard. And so at that point I had a, a big fat cat on my lap that ran. Um, the other cat just, you know, was like this. And then the dog's ears were pinned back. Uh, and so I didn't know what that was. Um, and then about a month later, um, upstairs, in the bedroom, something else smacked the one side of the bedroom. And then, uh, like it was, it sounded like a 98 mile an hour baseball being thrown whack. And then mm. something hit the other side. And to this day, I don't understand. I mean, the cat again, you know, ran out of the bed. I don't understand why Bernie didn't wake up for that. Um, he's not that heavy of a sleeper. Um, I, so I don't know. And so, but, you know, in continuing to ask these questions, um, I got it from two different people, one from a natural history museum person and another one um, from a naturalist um, in uh, the Hocking Hills area, is that um, owls, uh, when they're chasing flying squirrel, uh, can get their radar kind of screwed up and uh, can smack into houses. And we have a ton of owls on that hill and i said i've never seen a flying squirrel and he's like well you normally don't but he's like if you've got an apple tree sitting right there um then you probably have the flying squirrel and so i'm like well that sounds like a reasonable explanation so, so i'm any, going any, any feathers or blood or anything like that because obviously when a bird hits the side with that kind of, of impact it's going to cause an injury well that's a great question because bernie walked around the whole house trying to you know there wasn't any dent there wasn't any broken windows you know and so then that also makes me think okay if it was a bigfoot and they do things with their you know is a you know we, we things advancing you know so maybe they're not doing wood on wood which of course doesn't make any sense that it could always sound the same um so maybe they are doing something with you know their chest or their mouth or their hands um, and it could have done it because that, that, that hill is only a hundred feet away from me. Um, but it was weird. I mean, it was, it was, it was just weird. And so I had to, the good thing about Bernie is that he was, um, you know, really good at trying to help me figure out what else it could be, you know, so I didn't totally lose my cookies and, uh, <laughs> you know, he's just like, okay, here's another, you know, maybe it was this, so, maybe it was that. So, you know, so let me, uh, there was a comment, kind of a question freaks me out how close they get to us at night. What is their motivation to do that? That goes against all animal behavior. Well, it actually does not go against all animal behavior. 
remember there's many cases of primates coming up to humans and we believe bigfoot's a primate so there there's plenty of cases of primates such as baboons grabbing stuff out of people's hands um capuchins um even to an extent a chimpanzee will come up to a human very warily so you know it's not necessarily all animals when you're thinking of it Try not to think of these creatures' behaviors in the spectrum of a deer or a, a, a bear or a dog, even a wild a, a coyote, for say, or a, a wild feline. They act very differently than a primate because a primate's number one motivator is curiosity. And the other thing is they need curiosity. They need stuff to percolate in their minds. And lastly, lastly, I don't think they fear us all that much. They avoid us a lot of times, <laughs> but they don't fear us. Think about that. Yeah. No. You know, they're um, going to do what because, they want to do whenever because they want to. Let, let's face it. If we're out and about and we see somebody holding a chimpanzee, we wouldn't think twice about walking up to them. However, if they're got a lion on a leash or a, a, a tiger on a leash or even a pit bull on a leash, you're kind of like, eh, I'm going to ask, is it okay? You know, so you got to understand that that when we see other primates, we're kind we're kind of drawn to them. But when we see other animals that may be dangerous, we're kind of um, reluctant to do that. So that's just our our primate, you know, instinctual psychology at work there. I think. Um, and then again, yeah, yeah, true. Somebody said something. I think, uh, you know, juvies are causing mischief. Yeah, the younger ones may be braver. Think about us as youth. Um, you know, primates have very similar growing patterns. For example, uh, we love to climb as children. That's because we're exploring our hands and feet. Baby gorillas love to climb, but as they get heavier and weightier, they tend to stay on the ground. So, if you think of that, of that kind of aspect, the juveniles, you know, they're kind of brave. You know, they, you know, when we're younger ourselves, we have no fear. And uh, the same with, with juvenile, you know, with juvenile chimpanzees or juvenile, you know, capuchins even. They, when they're juveniles, they really don't have that fear mongering in their head. Uh, if we this was a juvenile, we learn fear. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I agree with you 100% about the juveniles. Um, I think that that's kind of the impression that I got. With this one, um, it was just kind of, it seemed like it was like a 19-year-old male running around just causing havoc everywhere. Because it wasn't just at our house. It was, you know, just down the road, you know, it looked in, you know, a Bigfoot had looked into somebody's um, windstream and, you know, the lady screamed, it screamed, you know, ran off. Um, it was, you know, it was, it was actively coming up to people's properties and, and it didn't seem to be afraid to do that so extremely tease said uh steve we are primates too and welcome to the channel by the way <clears throat> and if if you don't think and and like i say welcome to the channel i can tell you're new because i always state that fact too that homo sapiens are primates as well so uh that that is nothing that i don't preach uh that is something i do preach rather on this channel and that's our commonalities with the Sasquatch is that we're primates, they're primates, as are the great apes of primates. So please, you know, 
if you go back and watch some of the other stuff, you'll see me, uh, even when I talk about primate behavior, a lot of times when I talk about primate behavior, I always give us as an example of the primate behavior. So, yes, we definitely are primates. Um, and uh, like big the way you here. think. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the channel. Welcome to the <laughs> channel. We like the way you think. Um, uh, yeah. And uh, New York Bigfoot Todd said, well, he goes, I'm sorry. It's just my my hunting baggage that I, I think. And that's perfectly fine. Uh, my whole goal is to try to get people that go out there and look for these things to get out of that hunting mentality and think primate rather than all the rest. So, um, few more uh, questions. Uh, have you noticed anything taken, disturbed, or brought back, and or brought back? No, no, we, no, we didn't do that. Um, we didn't. I mean, as somebody had suggested, I'd try some gifting stuff, but um, I put a game cam up on the picnic table back there, and we saw a crow and um, deer and cats. <laughs> you know? But no, we never had anything taken or brought back. What about your apple tree? Uh, does it ever get robbed certain areas of the tree? No, I, it, it doesn't. Um, and this is a really old apple tree. I mean, I don't know. The house is 1872, and this apple tree... God knows how old it is, but um, no, they just, uh, every other year it produces apples and then they just drop and the deer eat them. But I haven't seen anything, noticed anything get robbed, you know, nine feet up or well, anything. You know, my mother had an orchard at, at the old place and uh, you could, well, I say orchard, it was probably six trees, okay, or maybe eight. And uh, from, uh, from 10 feet up to around 14 feet, there would always be a big bear spot uh, uh, out of, on the back side of the apple tree to where, uh, you know, it would be maybe full of apples. And then uh, we'd, we'd catch some tracks below the tree. And then the back side of the tree, this, this whole area was gone. So it's kind of suspicious. You know, I, I'm kind of, I kind of think they like apple trees, I think. Yeah, I mean, they might, I, I just didn't notice because we never trim mm. that tree. We don't do anything with it. And so that whole backside of that apple tree could be bare, and I actually wouldn't notice it at all. <laughs> now, uh, somebody asked what color, uh, whoop. Uh, where did it go? What color was the thing she saw? It was black? It was black. Yeah. Well, and then the, the, um, the Christines, uh, the people who had seen it cross the road, uh, one of the three cars, they said it was uh, deep brown, dark brown or black. So that was kind of nice to hear that. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know yet. Um, <laughs> but Tom Cook, welcome to the show. Yeah, I'd like to hear about that sometime. That's very interesting that he had a run-in in uh, Niagara Falls, Canada. Uh, hopefully not on Made of the Mist. That would be very bad. Uh I know Niagara Falls just isn't the falls. I uh, uh, notice any rock stacking, any sniper-like positions that you have that have concealed the view of your house. Well, <clears throat> I haven't heard any. I haven't seen any rock stacking, um, but I did figure out that where that hill is next to my house is a perfect lookout place because there's a power line cut that runs up. Um, 
between the, you know, ah, the road there, uh, power then, line yeah, cut. Some, yeah. some trees and then the power line cut and then this part kind of uh this hill kind of is almost like a peninsula that can look out onto the um valley in front of us um so we live in a valley um it's like 360 degrees around us and so um it would also connect two different sections of the Mohican area. I'm 1.3 miles from the river. Um, and we have a lot of tributaries that go into it, including a creek in our yard. And there's uh, a run in front of our house. So all these um, waterways go down into the Mohican River. And there's a lot of property behind us, um, you know, that's just used for prize buck hunting and, you know, the back 80s back there as well. And uh, you probably couldn't buy a better property for Bigfoot to be interested <laughs> in coming by your house, Suzanne. I mean, You've got the power line cuts. You've got the apple trees. You get, you got uh, all the water uh, waterways through there. I mean, you know, you couldn't have planned this any better if you tried. I know, Chris. Maybe exactly. it's just a, a happy accident, you know, maybe. <laughs> well, it's one of those things where I'm sitting there, like, going, all of a sudden it's like a eureka moment. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is perfect. And yeah. then, if it, you know, yeah. if somebody's doing a knock, you know, up at the top of the creepy hill, it can hear it all the way across there. And. And actually, there was one night I was sitting there. I don't even record knocks anymore. I don't even, like, you know, I don't even offload them because I've heard them so many times. Um, I was sitting on the front porch one time because the back porch was, the weather was coming in a little bit, and uh, or the wind. And so I heard a big, huge knock um, in front of me. And this, again, we've got, like, a field, which is either corn or uh, beans, depending right. on what year it is. And then there's a Sigafoose run and then a big rise of hill. And so I heard a knock, a big knock, you know, like right there to my left. And then. Uh oh. Did we lose Suzanne? We did. Oh. I I'm think you're here. locked up, Suzanne. There, there oh, you there go. You there you are. There you are. Go ahead. And we got the, you now. The third knock was over to my right. And I'm just sitting there on the porch going, wow. This is great. What a show. <laughs> yeah. But everybody can hear everything. And so it's a really, I mean, the Indians, yeah. uh, Native Americans thought that it was a good place to, uh, you know, be able to hunt and, and guard and things like that. Because we've got a ton of uh, arrowheads in our in we our got, garden and stuff. We got two great questions coming up. And we still got another audio clip to pay, play. Um, so uh, this one comes from Tim Halloran. Hello, Tim. Happy holidays to your brother. Uh, what suggestions do you have for a long-term recording? Well, I learned a lot from B Mills. She's the one to really ask that question. Um, she gave me, uh, she gave me some of her uh, equipment. I actually traded her. Um, I traded her a recorder that I was too complicated for me. <laughs> she gave me an LDR. Uh, it's just, she showed me a lot and you know, how to get through a lot of the recordings fast, but I I just I don't have time to do it and so I just keep a recorder going when I'm out there live and so therefore if I hear anything then I can automatically make a note of it and then pull it off the next day but I mean I give people a lot of credit like B who who does a lot of work with LDRs um because that's that takes a lot of uh that takes a lot of time. Um, now there is new technology coming out there now that they're developing with AI, uh, which is exciting. Um, so let's look for that in the future where you can run through a lot of um, data in a short period of time. So 
That's the thing, too, when you do a recording project like that, Suzanne, you have to go back and review everything. And Well, you know, you know what I found just as a suggestion for that is a lot of time I'll put the waveform up. And, you know, if you amplify it, then you can start seeing the peaks and where to start looking and listening right. to off the shoot. I mean, yes, sir. Is it possible you might miss something? Well, whatever you're missing is so low that it's not really going to amount to anything. But if you pick up the louder, you know, the sounds, those are the, you know, those are the, you know, the, the meaty ones. And when I was doing the, uh, the video recordings in the mid two thousands, right. I would have to go back through and watch. Of course I did it on fast forward watching, you know, speed it up, but you have to watch six hour tapes. (laughs) <laughs> yep. a video looking for something to stop and say, oh, wait a minute, this, you know. Yep. So uh, High Five Chaser asks, Suzanne, have you talked with the native Mohegans about the Sasquatch in their history? There's Mohegans, not um, a Native American tribe. Right. There's there's no Mohegans that were here. Uh, Delaware Indians, Seneca, um, but there's, there's, there's no Mohegans. They just named it the river that <laughs> I don't know why, uh, but I don't have any, I don't have any, we don't have any native Americans here to ask. Uh, have you tried a habituation setup? That's a good question. Well, I'm not yeah. sure like what they mean by that. I mean, now <laughs> I, my I research hope. area is, I mean, where I a, live. A and, gift yeah. Have you tried to trade with them, leave them gifts or something? Yeah, we did, like I said, I did that back once, you know, before. I mean, I left Bernie's ribs out, and he's like, why'd you do that? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and of course, I went, you know, the one time that, the, you know. Where's the, the ribs at? Was, ah. like, yeah, I know. He's like, he's like well, they're a couple of days old. He's like, they're still good, you know. So, um, I mean, one time, you know, uh, the tinfoil was licked clean, and another time it was ripped to shreds. Um but we've got, there's so many critters around here that, you know, we just try to keep them out of our trash cans. So setting up food or anything like that was, yeah. we don't yeah. do that. Now, Helton, uh, Helton uh, asked, Chris mentioned power lines. <clears throat> I've heard them mentioned before in context with Bigfoot. I know trapping coyotes, you can always find them near train tracks. So does there seem to be any correlation? Yes. All right. We've always said that, that train tracks, and I've taken a couple of sightings off, uh, very close to train tracks. Uh, uh, one by a couple of children uh, that that uh, they were 12 years old that occurred back in 2003. Another one that occurred back in the mid 2000s as well in the middle part of the state uh, near uh, Long Lake, I want to say, um, right near the 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 Adirondack Railway, which is the Adirondack Scenic Railway. Um, but yeah, we, I think that the power lines and uh, fire, li- uh, you know, fire cuts, yep. and, and power lines—they're all like the the Sasquatch superhighways. They can really get on there. It's the path of least resistance, and they can move fast and quick without obstruction up those those things. There seems to be a lot of sightings around those type of of um, areas. So that's where all the activity was coming from. Was over on that hill by those power lines. And that makes a lot of sense because oh yeah, you look at the area in Chestnut Ridge and down in uh, Fayette County, Pennsylvania, uh, there's oil line cuts there where they have pipeline cuts, I should say. 
And there's a lot of sightings around those pipeline cuts and fire breaks. So it, it makes a lot of sense. It seems to be very consistent around those cuts we're seeing. In fact, <coughs> I think in the uh, one of the small town monsters productions, uh, Seth believed he saw one in a fire break and a fire cut, you know, crossing the fire cut. Yeah. So, yep. It makes perfect sense, especially if you're in the belief in the camp that uh, these yep. these creatures may use deer as a food source. Uh, the, the power line cuts and stuff provide an open area of, of uh, grassy areas where the uh, deer can graze. And, uh, you know, it seems like a logical place to find deer out for an evening snack, you know, go sure. go snatch you one up. Oh, they're um, always over there. Yeah. I mean, I therm them all over the place over there. Yeah. yeah. That's that's where I would go look. If I lived in the woods and I wanted a deer and I was near one of these power line cuts, that's where I'd be looking for a deer. Now, let's set up the next audio, which is the Howells audio. Oh, I like this one. This was... um. <laughs> Yes. This was uh, the third, well, second of July is when we started um, noticing this. Um, our neighbors down the road uh, spend a large amount of money on fireworks. And we live in the country, so it's no big deal. <laughs> Nobody's going to bother you. And um, so we set, we went maybe just a little bit down the road um, just so we could see it better and uh, set our chairs up. And uh, they start blowing these fireworks off and the whole valley is just kaboom. Yeah. And, you know, the echo is almost as big as the first shot, you right. know, and this is just going off and we're just like, wow, that sounds great. And so there was uh, uh, five of us and um, all of a sudden we're hearing a howl. Uh, and then we heard coyote and all of a sudden like the three of us, three out of the five of us were Bigfooters and we're all just like, you know, wait what was that you know then we're quiet we don't say anything the other two non-bigfooters like what was that you know we're like Shh. you know kind of, and of course i didn't have the recorder going at that time which just drives me nuts I, we were in a rush to get out the door and chasing my sister-in-law's dog down the road and i just forgot to bring the recorder out there um but so we thought we had heard a howl um and so then later that night um we get back to we also heard coyotes as well uh they they were reacting or doing their thing um and so then we get back to um our porch and we're just sitting there talking until three o'clock in the morning and so i walked my um friend down to she was um had a hammock down at our back campsite uh the other people went to bed and so i'm always the last one up and so i just sat there and relaxed for a few minutes and then all of a sudden i heard these howls going off and i just froze and I didn't, you know, I was just like, wow, you know, is that what I'm actually hearing? And then I just, I, then the coyotes went off and then the howls went off again. And then I didn't have, I had a therm, a really nice therm three feet from me. And I'm so mad at myself. Again, it was one of those, you know, why didn't you just get up and go yeah. over there and therm it, yeah. you know, because maybe you could have seen it, but. I was just sitting there dumbfounded. Don't feel bad. House. <laughs> I was like, it why happens. bother having the damn thing? Yeah. You know, yeah. just God. But anyway, but yeah, it was really exciting. Um, I mean, I remember texting Cliff Berrickman at, you know, 10 to 4 in the morning going, I think I just heard uh, some howls. But then the next day, 
of course I sat up all night, you know, and as soon as the sun came up, I yanked that thing down and started, you know, downloading it. And then as everyone would wake up, I just put the headphones on. I'm like, what about this? You know, what do you think? And Mark Mazel was like, Finally, you've got a recording that I can say I think is on Bigfoot, and uh, so that was exciting. And then I sent it to, um, I sent it to Nangahila, and uh, you know I was I was perfectly prepared for him to say, "Oh yes, I have this in my database. It's this other animal," but he came back with a really great um, explanation for it all, and uh, he thinks it's a Sasquatch calling out to another Sasquatch. So it was really exciting. And then the thing went viral by accident, and there's all that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's give it a listen. possibilities i mean if somebody else can tell me this is still under okay. research i'm not saying for sure this is a bigfoot hall but you know i'm looking for other explanations somebody has suggested that they thought it was um a coyote collar one of those mechanical coyote collars um but i don't know it doesn't sound mechanical to me it doesn't sound like it's being repeated the waveforms are slightly different on each one of the calls so it's not like repeating. One would think that if it was a caller, it would be the same exact call every That's a good point. single time. So um, I, that, that sounds that. a little bit unlikely. I've, I've, I've not heard that exact clip, but I've heard that, Suzanne. I've heard that. Uh, Scott, if you're out there, call in, man. <laughs> Chris, uh, I would love to hear another. If you, you've, you've heard uh, that same level, like that that high level like that uh it, it, it sounds sounds kind of coyote-ish but the howl instead of a, a descending howl uh it's ascending mm -hmm. right. and then it just cuts out at the top i've heard that uh we have heard that in kentucky right after we'd had a sighting here locally wow now i don't know if it's bigfoot related but i think so i think so boy the the comments are popping right now Lyle Blackburn told me that he had, um, he's heard that before, um, which was great. I mean, I, I, I really admire all these great people that let me bug them, um, that have a lot of experience. And so I sent this out, I sent this clip out to everybody that I knew um, in the Bigfoot world that has experience and everybody without fail came back and said that they thought that it was a Bigfoot. And I was so grateful for them to take the time to listen to it for me. So just posting some of the comments. Uh, Mick wanted to. Um... Yeah, he yeah. was the, the ones that he uh, yeah. Um, Steve shortened it because it's a two minute clip. So he took out all the coyotes in the middle. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and how this thing went viral. It was um, I had a friend of mine lives across the river. And so I sent it to her and I'm like, you know, Gretchen, have you heard anything like this before? Right in and the she middle. Said, she said, no, um, 
she's like, can I post this in my Wally Road Scenic Byway Facebook group? And I'm like, sure, just don't use my name or my location. And um, so she did. But then I, it turns out there's 15,000 followers on that page. And then somebody from the Mansfield News Journal um, contacted her and asked if they could interview the person that recorded that. Um, and so I thought about it for a couple of days or your pros and cons. And I said, well, you know, if it helps generate more local reports, then all right, we'll just do it. And, um, so it was a nice interview and all that kind of stuff, but then it went to all these other newspapers and then went to USA today. And then it went like yeah. crazy <laughs> after that. And then <laughs> it, was, it was like in England, it was in India. And then somebody said that on their, um, Apple news, I beat out Trump and Putin. <laughs> Like, oh my gosh. Nice. But then there was this um uh, one of the naturalists at the Mohican State Park um had said that they thought that it was a male coyote, but he said, but it didn't completely match up. So then we went through a whole nother round of uh media saying, okay, it's all debunked now and everything. And um that, that's okay, you know. I yeah. I don't care. Let's listen. I said let's listen to this one more time and I hit the button too fast. I apologize. <laughs> and uh you know for those who think it's a call blast look at the waveform they they're not the same yeah you can They definitely are, are different length, different volume, different yeah. pitch. And mind you that the middle part has been edited out, which was just a long string of, you know, canine sounds. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it's not a long recording. It, it doesn't appear to be repeating itself. Um, so, I, I, you know, in my experience, and it's been a while a uh, long time doing this, that this does not sound like a call blast type of, of, of uh, vocalization that you're hearing. Yeah, the waveform's completely different on each right. cow, on each howl. It, it's, it's really like I said, the length, the volume, and even the uh, the uh, duration of them is a little different. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for checking it out, you guys. Um, and again, your honest opinion. I, I appreciate yeah. that. And Steve, you were the, one of the first people I sent that to. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like, what's this? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oof. You're uh, like, because wow. I, I, yeah. I, I have heard plenty of yotes in the woods and I've never heard them sound like that. I've heard plenty of game calls in the woods too. Never. And you know what? Truthfully, uh, as somebody that sits around, you know, in a store that sells game calls, you don't sell a lot of that. A lot of people stay away from the game callers. I don't know why, but uh, I, I don't know too many people that use them. Um, you know, the, the guys that use like the deer stuff and, and, and um, well, yeah, they, usually they, they use the manuals or they use the, the you know, the, the, the tools. Yeah, and for, they can for stick coyotes, in a pocket. And they can stick in a pocket. 
you don't really get a coyote call. Now you get a, like a wounded rabbit call or a, a predator call. And that that's how you, well, how we hunted coyotes here in Kentucky. Get this uh, wounded uh, rabbit or wounded rodent call. And it's nice. It's a, it's a terrible shriek. And, and, and boy, they really like that sound here. They'll, they'll now, come running to it, you know. Now, the other thing, did you kind of, um, find out about what time of you know what time of night that this had occurred oh i was sitting right there it was at 3 52 a.m okay so Actually, who 3 42 a.m right, right so that would argue against somebody using a game caller as well who would be game calling at 3 52 in the morning when there's houses obviously in the area it just doesn't happen yeah we've got houses on one side and we do have coyote hunters um now, whether they were hunting on, you know, the weekend of the 4th of July, I don't, I don't know. I, I just don't, I, I don't know. I, I can't say that it's, there's not coyote hunters and I can't say that they. Right. But who would be throwing that. out, who would be throwing out a, a call blast like that? That would. No, you know, nobody else was up. I was, what? I was the last one up. You know, I would I would have at least seen the lights. Um, it's really hard to get away with anything in this valley because you can you can see everything, you can hear everything. Um, I'm not saying that I can't get fooled, but um, I'm pretty darn sure that I was the last one up. Right. And that's how you know I was <laughs> sitting there too, yeah. because it's embarrassing because I burped right before that second set of house. <laughs> so, Nobody can like rip it off or say it wasn't me. That's a good thing it wasn't chilly night at my house. <laughs> you know, the things roll, and I don't think that there's you know anything's ever going to come of it. And then you know, uh, finding the trackway asks, has she noticed any other odd phenomena? Um, no, I've noticed some knocks um, when the planters are planting and harvesting. That seems to be a big time uh, when I hear a lot of knocks at, uh, at one time. So, uh, for example, uh, when they were planting this year in May, uh, they were doing it up until, you know, even at night, uh, they were still, they hadn't finished quite yet and they were using their lights. And so they were planting the fields all around us. And uh, as soon as that machine would get out of the field, I'd be hearing knocks, you know, exactly where it was. And so it was really exciting for about an hour and 15 minutes to just sit there. And um, I, I mean, I've got them recorded uh, to hear all these knocks because I, there hadn't been a lot of knocks for a while. And so I thought, OK, again, you know, what's different? Well, here's this machine, um, you know, maybe chasing, pushing game around. And maybe there's Bigfoots out there and maybe they're doing knocks to let the other ones know, okay, I got this one coming here. Or, you know, there was a reason for them to knock. Right. <clears throat> now, have, so, they st have they stopped foresting your area or, you know, logging your area? Uh, every now and then there's somebody who's getting logged. Uh, it seems to be a regular occurrence around there. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's generally managed. There isn't any over, doesn't seem to be like over logged or under logged, but there's sometimes there's stuff. It's a common thing. Gotcha. We have um, a lot of uh, Amish furniture stores around here. <laughs> you know, so there's a feed the furniture industry around here with a lot of the forest. But I mean, Ohio's more forested now than it's ever been. Very so cool. it's, yeah. So what, 
you know, going forward, what what are your plans? I mean, are you going to continue recording? Are you going to? If I'm out there, I, I'm recording. Um, <clears throat> I can't. It, it's it's kind of the point where it makes me nervous to be out there without having a recorder on. Um, and there's been a couple times when, you know, I'm just out there just, you know, maybe making a quick phone call to a family member and it takes longer. And then like I hear a knock or I hear a good sound or something. I'm like, darn it. <laughs> you know, it's not. So I, I've learned the hard way. Just, just keep it there. Keep it going. Just hang it up. Um, just bring it in later. Um, as far as um, this past year, we did um, the uh, Bigfoot Base Camp at Pleasant Hill Lake Park, which was a blast. Um, and we intend on doing it again this year. Um, we haven't announced the dates, but it's going to be the first weekend in October. And uh, we just had a lot of fun with that. Um, and the Pleasant Hill Lake Park is uh, part of the Muskingum Watershed Conservancy District. And if you look at um, a map of the Mohican River, and the five branches that, uh, you know, come forward from it, um, it's, that's all controlled, uh, controlled, it's a flood control um, government organization. And uh, they have, they contacted me, it goes back to August of 2020, when I investigated a report there, just on my own. Um, I caught some local information that there was a Bigfoot sighting over there. And so I went there and I talked to the um, ranger and it was this young family that was uh had called 911 because they were getting harassed by a bigfoot and saw it walk through the camp and so um you know i talked to him about it for a while and everything and he kept my information and then uh like the year following that i got contacted and they said would you help put together um volunteer to put together a bigfoot event there and i said sure that'll be fun and so um, right about that time, uh, Matt Moneymaker had been um, posting reports from the Ashland area. Ashland County is um, right next to us, and that's where the park was. And I said to the park people, I said, I know you wanted this to be a small educational family event, but how about going big and getting Matt here to talk about all those reports that he, you know, was posting? Because it was getting a lot of attention um, here, and it would be so great to have, you know, the big chief, you know, come himself and talk, talk about it. And so they agreed to it and Matt agreed to it. And uh, we had a great time. And then Matt said, let's get um, thermal drones. Uh, he was working on a thermal drone project and he wanted to debut it right here in Mohican. And I'm like, awesome, this is going to be great, which he did. And it was really fun because we were able to um, get a drone uh, with a thermal, a really nice drone with a thermal imaging camera up in the air and have all the investigators on the ground connected by an app. Um, and so if we saw anything or heard anything, we could direct, you know, tell the drone where to go. And um, everybody watched it all happen on a live screen. Right. And uh, it was very exciting. So we're going to do, we're going to go uh, have it uh, happen again. Um, and one of the best parts about that was the town hall. The local town hall and there were people that came forward uh we did it just like finding bigfoot and um kind of made it a comfortable space for people and there were people that came forward that had never come forward before with um their bigfoot experiences in the mohican area so that right. just thrilled me to no end and i got right. a lot of really good contacts out of it so let me let me put this comment up here uh from the dinosaur hunter and we do appreciate you being here skeptical mm. as you are saying i'm sorry whether we have no video evidence of bigfoot making sounds we have no video how they hunt. We have no video of Bigfoot doing really much anything than walking. And everybody's saying that's not real. Who's everybody? See, 
I don't mind people saying that, you know, and some people are skeptical of it or not everybody is saying it's not real. Let's stop. That is a gaslight type of term, you know, and that's gaslighting. Um, Not everybody is saying that's not real. So, and there are scientists that subscribe and I assume the one walking, he's alluding to the PGF film. I don't know, but that's not, uh, there are scientists that have said that they believe in it. So it's not everybody that's saying that it's not real. Well, so, yeah, it's, it's nothing wrong. Nothing wrong, nothing with, wrong being with skepticism, but don't but fall into that trap of being a gaslighter. Dis- don't be dismissive. <laughs> that's not nothing correct, wrong with being skeptical, but don't be not a correct statement. And when you make a statement such as that, that could be, you know, that, that, that to me is gaslighting, you know, just saying, and yes, there are, but have there been people that have seen them vocalize? Yes. Has there people that have seen, that have claimed to see them hunting? Yes. So uh, as it is, any video audio is going to be, it's not considered evidence that what's going to be considered evidence is getting DNA. Hopefully uh, that will do it, but more than likely it will be one on a slab. Unfortunately, that's going to be the, one that puts us over, but I uh, appreciate you being here. I appreciate yeah. you tuning in, but you know, you know, I understand maybe it's frustration. I like skepticism. I do. You know, skepticism keeps us on our toes, keeps us real, keeps us grounded, but um, we have to be healthy skeptics. Uh, we really <clears throat> you can't prove that they make any noise. Uh, you know, just going by what you've seen yourself, you know, I've, I've not seen one making noise, but I've heard I've heard noises similar to what Suzanne recorded there, maybe about a hundred yards away from a sighting. So right. I'm not certain if they're related or not, but I kind of think they might be. I think they might be. Does sonogram go lower than human hearing? I have. No clue because that is not really a uh, a scientific necessarily uh, analytically it gives you the the waveform and the the therm on the on the on the audio, but um, it's not. I would not consider that enough to uh, basically say here's evidence, you know, of this going below. I would not use that particular yeah. program for that particular. That would be, we would need a program that is specific to finding the, the, uh, basically the frequency range of the calls, um, really to analyze that. And I would use a specific program built for that, not, uh, just going to a, a, a switch of a screen saying I can split screen and have the waveform and the spectrum. So, well, yeah, but, uh, you know, compared with uh, Suzanne's recording there to uh, a regular coyote, how you would hear, you know, I, I encourage everybody to listen to recordings of coyotes and, and, and pay attention to how, how they howl, you know, you'll get a, it'll, it maybe it'll be an ascending howl and then it'll descend. Uh, now what Suzanne has recorded there is something that's ascending and then cuts out at the top. Now that's, that's very unlike a coyote. I'm not it's saying like, that a coyote couldn't do that, but it's like Managi Hila said to me, um, you know, in his 
email back to me, they make an ah sound that coyotes uh. don't make. So that was one of the tri- one of the things that he pointed out that was important in his analysis. But you know, I mean, like I said, I just <laughs> I'd like to I'd like I'd like so, I'd like to hear more. <laughs> if it quacks like a duck and looks like a duck, could it be a duck? Yeah, exactly. I can't yeah. prove it, you know. If I now if I would have gotten right. the DM therm, you know, video right there. <laughs> oh. When, you know, you know, wouldn't that have been great? Because that thing records audio too. So, but like, like I said, nobody here, anybody here on, on the dais tonight has said this is proof Bigfoot exists. No, where right. this is proof oh, that this is a big, where this is proof that this is a Bigfoot audio. What it is right. is some compelling stuff to listen to, and uh, you know, compelling means interesting. Compelling means fascinating. Compelling mm. means kind of not that easily explained. Well, and then when the uh, audio, when the uh, the newspaper reports started going crazy with this story, they said, "You know, woman convinced it's a Bigfoot." I'm like, "I never said that." <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. It's just, sure. you know, and that, that I don't know. Is, that is the problem with the flyby media sometimes. Yep. Um, you know, and I've always, or I, I like to call them the drive-by media, is they they will sit there and they'll they'll make up something to make a, a it's clickbait for them. Oh, That's yeah. That's what it is. Like I said, I called it a Yeti. I'm like, I didn't call it a Yeti. And then they had me living in a wrong town. <laughs> <laughs> sure. They're, they were mostly nice, though. They, they so this was not nice. Nepal. This was Ohio. Right. <laughs> they had me living in Columbus and Mansfield. And... Wow. You never know before you know. Well, with, a, with any evidence, you, know, you can either you can like it or you can dislike it. In this case, I really like it because it corresponds with something my own research. That's so cool. I really like it. Uh, yep. That's awesome, Chris. I'm so glad to hear you say that, though. That I'm glad to hear this more. clip. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it definitely. Um... <laughs> Rico, Doug, whenever in doubt, just ask Mark Zaski. <laughs> Do that run again, Chris. What run? Uh, I don't know. You mean to imitate the coyote sound again? No. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, very interesting stuff. And uh, you know, uh, you know, I guess there was another question I want to get to as well. Is uh, I think Mick asked it. You know, just and you pretty much have the whole show. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I, I kind of figured that was a, uh, a loaded <laughs> question there, Rico. Thanks for being here, uh, by the way, Rico Dog. Uh, you know, please, your first time here, you know, hit that subscribe button. Give us a like. We appreciate it. Um, so uh, Nick said that, you know, can you please have Suzanne ask about, you know, saying how prevalent Bigfoot's, you know, sightings are in Ohio. And I think you've kind of illustrated that between, you know, the different counties over the course of the show that Ohio is probably as well <laughs> is probably one of the higher. It's even higher than New York as far as Bigfoot sightings. Well, I mean, um, just in this area, um, right. that's and I, you know, I recently joined the BFRO, but um, I just had been doing my own research and uh, 
talking to locals and stuff. And, you know, just in the whole Mohican Valley area, there's just, you know, lots of solids, solid reports. But I mean, that whole eastern part of the state, um, everywhere, you know, uh, Coshocton County. I mean, every there's there are so many counties in the eastern part of the state that have multiple uh, sightings in them. I mean, just to look at the BFRO database. Um, but for me, I, I'm it's great to hear about them in Ohio, but for me, my interest is what's going on around here. Sure. Because if I can somehow, you know, again, connect dots where, you know, you really can't connect dots. But, you know, if I hear that something's happening over here and then I can ask somebody over there, um, you know, across the river. Uh, oh, yeah, I've heard this. I've heard this. And just kind of build up the network of people. Um, it's great because I even got a report from um, July that was probably four miles from here that was right around the same time I got that haul. Mm. And so it was good that the publicity of that actually did help bring another um, yeah. another somebody, another person forward that wasn't a Bigfooter. And they had a, you know, class A sighting at 930 in the morning when they were changing their game cams. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So it was and, really exciting. And they didn't get anything on their game cams, unfortunately, probably. No. <laughs> they didn't get anything on the game cams. But they saw it when they were changing the game cams. Now, have, have you thought about putting a game cam or two up, or do you have them out? We have. We have. I uh, haven't gotten any, you know, squatchy things on them. But um, we did have a... Again, I'm talking about how many deer are around here that get killed. Uh, one of them was dead in our front yard. Somebody must have hit it. And uh, so, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this is just country enter country people entertaining themselves. But um, we put a, uh, put a chain on it. Bernie put a chain on it. And we dragged it over to a different part of our property. And this is in the middle of the wintertime. And then we put a game cam on it to see what would come eat it. And it was fascinating. <laughs> so we got, you know, obviously coyotes. Uh, there was this bald eagle that came trudging up from the creek through about a foot of snow. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. And you could see his little path going all the way up there and then, you know, stops at the deer. I was thinking, why didn't he just fly over there? Uh, but it was interesting. And then I saw um, a, a red-tailed hawk sitting on top of the carcass and um, the, the buzzard you know, the vultures just like this and uh, it was, it was being shooed away. So it was, you know, the, um, the, uh, I, one bird won and the other one lost the red tail hawk won and the, the vulture lost. And it was, it was fascinating to watch that. Um, so nice. anyway, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the kind of fun we have with game games. Around uh, country entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, question from Jen. Has Susan gotten many from Claremont County, Ohio? No, I'm not familiar with Claremont County, really. So you probably have to check with some investigators in that area. Yeah, a time-lapse video of, you know, what's eating the deer carcass today. That would be good for YouTube. Oh, it's great. I'll, I'll, I'll send you some it. pictures. Yeah. <laughs> and, and here is, again, what county, Suzanne? Uh, we're in Holmes County, the northwest uh, portion of Holmes County, um, in the Mohican River Valley. There you go. Um, little talking about sonograms. <laughs> and, yeah, it was kind of, uh, I, I, I think he meant to say spectrogram, not sonogram. Um, that's why I didn't really address that. Um I don't know what extreme he said. I, I was appalled today when I saw Bigfoot is real for the first time. I don't know what program that is necessarily. I 
I've seen that, I think, but uh, you know, I can't really pull it back. Uh, I've seen so many. <laughs> Every time a new Bigfoot documentary comes out, I'm like, okay. Let's get the yeah, corn I don't know ready. much about that documentary now. I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah. Report yeah. back to all, you all in a couple of yeah. weeks. I have to watch um, the back 80 again, too. <laughs> yeah, well, I have it. I, I have the video, so. The um, there's a, the second one that they did with um, starting off with Loudonville. That was really great. Mm-hmm. I really and if anybody if anybody's interested, we have the back eighty, a link to back eighty if they want to rent it. Uh, it's available on Amazon. It's in the links on the description of the video. Once this goes, um, if anybody wants to check it out, it's in the the description of video the description of tonight's show. I think it's free on YouTube as well. Now, oh, that's right. That's right. They. Uh, they uh, announced, uh, that's right, it was the, the GCBRO hunting Bigfoot on the Travel Channel, right? And that was under a different name for the two seasons that show was going on. And uh, if you noticed, I wouldn't be appalled. It's very staged and very silly to me. Um, so. When yeah, disclaimer, on, I, oh, sorry. Some other network, and then they'd switch it over to the Travel Channel. I think that show was originally called like Killing Bigfoot or something like that. Hunting Bigfoot. Steve, I have a disclaimer about the back 80, though. Um, sure. Alan and Jesse, um, in one of these days, I'm going to talk to them about this in person. But I think that they were pulling tricks on us when Bernie and I were, when they were filming, Bernie and I were walking through the back 80. Because I think that they threw knocks to make my head turn like that. Um, and of course, then yeah. they threw the Sierra sounds in there for, you know, sound effects and stuff like that. And then when they had us, there was this, it was like a zipper bird thing is all we could call it. It was a strange bird thing or something that was going like right at Bernie and I. And it did it like as we we're walking all the way down the trail and we we're trying to figure out what that was. And it was whatever this thing was, was kind of annoyed that we were there and so that's what we were talking about saying gosh it sounds like it, it doesn't want us to be there but the way they edited it it sounded like i thought you know that it was a bigfoot there and it yeah. wasn't so you know well, i mean i love those guys but they they played a few games that's, that's to be expected that. you know they're going to put some edits in there usually for entertainment <laughs> value and-, and you know what for a documentary the sad thing about that is for a documentary you don't have to do that yeah, for a TV yeah, show like, where you're bringing people back, yeah. I, I get that. But uh, you know, you, you're already into this documentary. How many minutes? Why add that now at this yeah. point? Yeah, I mean, they did a great job. I mean, beautiful yeah. job of telling my story. But um, I, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I, I yeah. did get mellow. I'm like, you guys, why did you do that for? But you know, I, I do love them. But they did. That uh, is my disclaimer. Thank you, Rigo. We appreciate that. So uh, Rico said it was hard to tell where researchers can be believed. That's why I tune in here. Appreciate that. And uh, Dan Weeks said the prime directive, honesty. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and, and you know what? It's, it's hard sometimes. You know, you get something like that audio and you're like, did I just get a big foot? You know, it, it's hard to contain that excitement, which is why I, and as Suzanne as well, I'm very pragmatic about how you release stuff is that I don't release it right away. I put it through the processes first. Oh yeah. There's yep. (laughs) Yep. That, that was, uh, that I asked a lot of, uh, people in the know, uh, 
Including who were me. Uh, why, uh, yeah, including you were one me. of the first people that I that I asked. Um, there was a handful of them that uh, I said, "What do you think of this?" You know, and I wasn't expecting. You know, I wasn't going to be crushed if they said, "Oh yeah, I know that this is a." A, a cougar makes a sound or something you know some new animal that's moved into our area that i wasn't familiar with or something but every single person that i asked that came back with said you know no i think he got something there and then when i sent it off to monogahela and he got the you know then he wrote this you know nice long letter about it too i'm just like that was great so i'm like wow cool maybe they are here but again i didn't i didn't see the thing make the sound yeah so you know, you know, like somebody the other day, and I'll, uh, I'll posted in, in in one of the Facebook groups this picture in the snow, and you all know that that I have some problems with snow tracks because they can get. This one looked relatively fresh, actually, but people were saying, "Look at the look! You can see the mid tarsal break, but it was raised in the footprint." And I very calmly and kindly explained to them that. You know, what you're seeing here, if you think about it, it's raised on a cast, right? Because the casting is the <clears throat> inversion or the opposite of what you're seeing of the print on the ground. So if it's a raised on the ground, that's not a mid-tarsal impression. That is actually, you know, what you're looking at there is actually a, a bump when it should be depressed if it was a mid-tarsal break. And everybody went, Oh, well, you're right. You're right. So what what do you have an idea it is? Uh, no idea at this point. Um, but it, it's not a metarsal break you're looking at because it's a lump, a, a raising of the the snow, not an impression. If it was a metarsal break, that's where the foot would pivot and it would be a divot. <laughs> pivot, divot. Ah, see what Let I me did show that? you a cast. Hang on a second. So... Um, <laughs> Well, it's something um, too on tracks that I think is let is left up to interpretation too, because you're going to get some kind of when you when the, when it pushes off, you're going to get a if it's soft material, it's going to be pushed backwards a little bit. Okay, see now I now I figure it out. Right, right. So you see there the the raising of the foot there that is depressed into the ground. That's a good example yeah. of the metarsal break, but that is exactly the opposite of what you would see on the print. It's just a what that is is basically an X-ray of uh, an X-ray of the, the, the print. So you're seeing as yeah. a, or a negative of the print. So you see this; it's going to print it. It's going to copy the, the things, but it's going to be what the foot looks like, not necessarily what yeah. the print that, looks like. That because, cast pushed down right, into sand. <laughs> it's, very, it's very hard to grasp that concept sometimes, <laughs> even when you're looking at right and left. Um, that when you see a foot impression that we cast it to see what the foot looks like, not to see what the print looks like. So if the mid-tarsus is raised, that's basically on the, on the, on the, tr on the cast, then it should be a depression. on the. This is a Dr. Jeff Meldrum's uh, five points cast. Right. So it was nice. My um, computer is showing battery running low and I, you have to scoot around the other side to make sure i thought it was plugged in one second sorry yeah <laughs> that's why um wow look what time it is chris uh yeah so two hours just went by like whew. well suzanne is a great guest and when yep. she's on man time just flies that it really flies. does uh-oh <laughs> 
Looks like she just flew. Uh oh. Maybe the battery was low and it's probably dead now, but she's got it plugged in. Maybe it'll come back before the yeah, end we'll of see. the show. But, uh, but I really did like her recording. I mean, I just, oh. I, I love that. Some of the stuff, you know, you hear is evidence and some of it's just, mm, no, I, I, I like this one. I really do. Uh, well, Suzanne certainly does know how to make an exit. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a lot of recorded coyote calls too, you know, Something you can tell, well, okay, that's coyote. And then you hear something that sounds different from a coyote. And uh, yep. that's, uh, this sounds different. Oh, yep, she just disconnected. Well, she so, might come back in. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, really cool, cool uh, audio tracks. They something to think yeah. about at least. Yeah. So, and, and a good example of how to do it right and correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, mind you, the, the one piece I did edit a bit just for time. I didn't think that, you know, listening to 30 seconds of, you know, would get no. everybody like, you know, let's keep it on yes. point to the, the sounds we're listening to. Um, I like the footfalls. But, that was interesting. And yeah. uh, you could hear, hear a lot of detail in that. The heaviness. Sorry about that. Oh, that's oh, okay. That's good. That's good. And we was kind of worried. We thought, well, maybe uh, your battery was low. <laughs> well, it was, but I don't understand because everything's plugged in. So, lump is not right. So well, that's know. good. Sorry. Yeah, we're, here. we're almost at the end anyway, Suzanne. You've done a great job. <laughs> yep, it's that, okay. that time. It's, it's, that it's time. great talking to you guys. I mean, this has been so much fun. And, of course, I, I admire you two greatly. And uh, oh, I get you. really nervous doing these. Um, but, you know, having talked to you guys before, you were just so wonderful for Four years ago, and I'm just like, well, if there's anybody I'm going to talk to, it's going to be you guys. <laughs> well, ho Thank hopefully, you. we were wonderful tonight. You were, you were, as always. Thank hopefully you. Hopefully, it won't be four years till you back on again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if I'll have anything interesting. Hopefully, in, you know, I'll get something in four years and be more interesting, you know, another interesting clip or something, but you never know. And uh, the, the, you know, our one of our Regular followers out here, Mick is saying Mick. you got to get Suzanne on again. Great guest. Oh yeah, Mick. Oh, thank you. And, well, and uh, keep up the good work and everything you guys do. I mean, it's 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 your. You know, anytime something rolls across, I'm like, okay, well, let's see what Steve and Chris have to say about it. So, thank and you, you know, I I don't want people to get the idea that because we're doing funny shorts and some parody, uh, especially over some of the shorts land up on TikTok the. Squatch DTV TikTok channel. We put that fun stuff out there just to, you know, break up the week a little bit. We can't be serious all the time. And yeah, you know, I, I gotta say, you know, uh, at this is that if I had to be serious 24 seven, I would go insane. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. After all, it, it is Bigfoot and it's a serious topic for a lot of people and for me, but I, I don't go, you know, and, that's why, you know, I love having Suzanne on because like-minded individuals, we don't get all ballistic on the topic if somebody disagrees with us. We don't go ballistic if somebody has a different opinion than us. Uh, but we try to talk it out with logic and science and not name call. And, and, uh, but we do have some fun with the other opinions. We do have some fun with some of the, 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 the crappy oh, videos man. that come out now. And, um, you know, we, uh, we love, uh, 
we love just having fun. I think that if oh, I yeah. didn't have a Bigfoot channel, I would have a comedy channel. So yeah, let's have some fun with this, and and uh, we that's what the shorts are about. It's but good we're still to be doing, serious yeah. and educational, but you know it's okay. It's good to have a few laughs too. You know, now enjoy have, what you do and do what you, you enjoy. enjoy. What you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Right. <laughs> now I will say this: I have downloaded the independence day video so that will be coming out not for a parody but that will be coming out for a analysis review so we'll we're going to be working that over the next couple of weeks don't expect it to be like in a couple of days because as i've always said i'm pragmatic in what i do so we'll be doing that but while we're here we want to thank suzanne for coming on tonight you are a great great guest and uh i pretty sure i'll be seeing you sometime next year so oh i'm sure i'm sure thank you so much you guys are just wonderful i really appreciate it and, um again you're some of my favorite people out there so you have been from the beginning <laughs> so i was honored that you called and asked and um, oh, always and uh, chris do your thing brother well once again i want to thank suzanne for being on with us uh, she's always a great guest and a tickle to death and honored to have her I want to thank everybody in the chat and everybody listens to us on live on the uh or excuse me the youtube podcast and all the podcasts like uh i heart radio uh, uh steve just named them <laughs> I, I, there's too many guys uh we appreciate you and uh we can i encourage you to stop by the youtube channel check us out at squatch dtv and uh check it out you know uh leave us a like uh, hit the subscribe uh Share, you know, sharing is caring. Uh, it helps comment. us out with the algorithm. It helps the people find us easier. Yep, and leave us a comment below what you think. Sure. Um, and of course, everybody, Merry Christmas next year. Uh, Merry Christmas. Um, for those who aren't there because of the uh, Hanukkah holiday, Happy Hanukkah to you guys. And uh, whatever you celebrate, you know, uh, enjoy, enjoy your family time, right. and uh, have some. Uh, some great Christmas cheer this week, folks. We will be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'll be enjoying my Christmas cheer. That's for sure. So, um, and, uh, Christmas dinners. Yes. Yep. Uh, and Rico said, fun show y'all longtime listener, first time commenter, have a million questions and Rico dog. We appreciate you being here, brother. Um, so folks on behalf of everybody here again, Merry Christmas. And uh, we'll catch you all here next week, or no, two weeks, right here on, you know, provided Chris wants to work on New Year's Day. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you all in a couple of weeks. We'll catch you anyway on some of the downloads uh, that are coming uh, before the end of the year. So, folks, again, have a great week. Have a great two weeks. Keep safe. Keep healthy. God bless. And, of course, keep on Squatch and catch you all. Hey folks, you've been watching Squatch DTV. Join us each week, Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern for the latest on the Bigfoot mystery. As always, we thank you for being our loyal viewers and encourage all to subscribe to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Steve Culls. As always, have a great week. Stay safe. God bless and keep on squatching.